Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Okay, Chantal, how you doing tonight? I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm doing good. I've been on this new app called Clubhouse, and um, tomorrow will make a week that I've been up there, but it's so addictive. It's it's uh, like a social networking app, and um, I think it's it's probably for everybody, but I've seen, you know, it's a whole lot of Black people, so I'd say at least 90% or more our black creatives on there. And so it's been a, a very interesting time. It's kind of like how we're doing right now, recording this podcast and mm-hmm. talking into our phones. That's what we're doing out there on that app. And so there's so many different rooms you go in, you know, just imagine being in a clubhouse and you go into a room and you talk, or you're out in the hallway and you pass people, that sort of thing. But it's been pretty interesting. Like it, I, I wake up, I'm on clubhouse uh, or that's if I went to sleep. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So what about you? What you been doing? What's been new this week? Um, not a whole lot except, um, I mean, playing drums again. I haven't done that in a long, long, long time. Uh-huh. And so that's been kind of getting me into a health kick, which, of course, is always a needed thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're working out those arms, huh? Yeah. And I'm working out and... And I'm doing an app myself, a new app called, um, oh gosh, what's that app called? Lose It. Mm, okay. And what that basically does is it, it's actually a really cool app. It helps you not only count the calories, for whatever food you're eating, and it has even a little bar scanner. You can just scan it. Mm-hmm. But it also helps you get calorie counts back when you exercise. So you're like, oh, I just rewarded myself a snack. Mm. <laughs> nice. Interesting. That's pretty cool. So it's actually helping. It's, it's you know, and there are there are my moments though. Like, I should have exercised a little bit more today. So I think it was a little like over a hundred calories more than I should be. But I've been under all week. So, oh good. Anything that helps you stay healthy. Say it again. I said anything that helps you stay healthy. My goodness, you're Can breaking you up me? on me. Oh no. No, 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 no. Can you hear me now? Hello? All right. We we had to change over to a different app to record with. I don't know how that first part come, is going to come out, but we'll see. So yeah, I'm, I'm saying survived. that just in case the sound sounds different between then and now. Okay. Yeah, so, like you can hear us now. Yeah. <laughs> if if our audio suddenly got louder or quieter or whatever, it's because we just changed apps um, that we were recording on after we recorded the intro. <laughs> and and now we sound saner, or at least not in a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Run tonight. Yes. Uh, this is a Hulu horror movie, horror thriller, something like that. It's based on real life horror. Is it? Oh, okay. You said real life horror. Not a real story, though, right? Mm, well, not that I'm aware of. It could okay. be, though. I mean, there are real cases of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm going to be mad. There were times when I was about ready to come through that TV. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I was I was deeply saddened by it actually, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it, it was I don't even know I, I I cannot imagine someone being that disconnected from reality. But let's talk. Let's make sure everybody knows this is definitely spoiler mm-hmm. <laughs> alert. Mm-hmm. Well, listen to this episode after you have watched Run. Just those and three it's letters on Hulu. On Hulu, yes. Because we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. Yeah, and it was, of course, with Sarah Paulson, who I actually really enjoy her work. I think she's great. She's everywhere now. Um, I remember seeing her in 12 Years a Slave, Glass, American Horror Story, American Crime Story, Ratchet, Bird Box. She is everywhere. She really is, and she is blown up. I remember her in Bird Box. Yes, she was on Bird Box, wasn't she? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. 
Yeah, and according to her IMDb, she's been around for a long time. But, I mean, those are the most memorable in recent years that I can think of. Just one hit after another after another. So she is she is definitely one to keep an eye on for those awards and all that. Um, she's also making a, um, a name for herself, it seems, in horror. Because to me, 12 Years a Slave was a damn horror, too. So yeah. her her role gave me... Gave me the I want to beat somebody vibes. <laughs> yeah, she pissed I, it me was, off. It was that, that well, was you know, it was straight hard. up hard right there. Okay, so let's talk. Let's get into. Let's talk about. First of all, of course, you know this is a, a movie about um, a, a very obvious case of um, Munchausen. Is it Munchausen? Is how you pronounce it? Munchausen by proxy. What is it? Munch housing by proxy or Housen by proxy. Oh, okay, I don't know. I don't know that. That's, that's the technical term. term. Okay. It is, and I can read the definition for anybody hold on. who. Okay, hold yeah. on. Let me tell the synopsis and then jump right into that. The what's what's happening in this movie is a a mother has a a, a daughter and she's wheelchair bound. And in the beginning of this movie, they listed out a bunch of things that were part of her diagnosis. There were a number of things from asthma to diabetes to uh, paralysis to. um, And I realized some of these things, you know, we'll come back to later on as to whether they were true or not. But it was a whole she had a laundry list of things. And, um, and, and including a rash condition, something with her skin. And so this mom had taken care of her all these years. And now the, the girl is applying to college and mom fucking loses it. That's basically the story. And so, so put that in your mind as we're talking, that this is a wheelchair bound, a person with what would be perceived disabilities and um, perceived as disabilities, I should say. And a mom who's taking care of her and has a hidden agenda. She has some dark secrets. And mm-hmm. so that's that's the story. Okay. What's this? Menschwasche? <laughs> <laughs> well, when, when you, yeah, when somebody, um, when you see the, the preview, immediately I knew it, this is what it was about. Mm-hmm. Munchausen, Munchausen syndrome by proxy is basically a psychological disorder marked by um, a caregiver who basically either abuses or or, um, not necessarily abuses. Let me just read what it says here. Um, Did I lose you? No, I'm here. I just okay. I thought I had the right definition, but I did not in front of me. It's basically when somebody who is a caregiver, whether it's a, an adult or a parent or just like a caregiver or a hired caregiver, uh, is either inducing the illness or causing the sickness in the in the child and or elderly because it happens with both children and elderly, mm-hmm. and the illness is being caused by that caregiver is actually a form of elderly and child abuse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that is the technical name for what this woman has. And if anybody is familiar at all with it, you will immediately know by watching the preview that that's what you're about to watch is a story about that. Yeah. So, so um, that's a trigger warning then also, yes. but, it, but, it, and it's not just that, you know, there's a lot of other different elements here. Um, this is also uh, d- disabled persons abuse. So even if she didn't, even if she wasn't, um, what am I trying to say? What was that? Well, it is. Yeah, it's a person who has uh, disabilities, who's elder, who's um, ill. Maybe they have an illness. Um, you know, but a lot of what this girl was going through was created well actually the majority of it was created by her mother she had asthma and skin conditions but if you think about it a lot of medications have these side effects and if Mm -hmm. you continue to abuse the medication that side effect will become permanent so even you know as as the show proceed we see her in her adult years she still has to use a wheelchair Mm -hmm. because her body was so damaged 
Mm-hmm. And so it's so there's there's one element where she is the one that is causing the ailments, and the other is her abusing someone who is already in in that situation where they um they can't do everything for themselves, so she can't well, walk for herself. Yeah, she's both very those are capable. under the same mental health conditions. She, okay, so this is yeah. the same. It falls under that same thing. The same okay. disorder. Yeah. Okay, she um this this woman um even you know like locked her in a room for instance so she can't get out because she can't open the door you know so the abuse of someone was just horrendous it pissed me off i was so upset and this this um this woman the one who was in the wheelchair was very capable i mean she she was kind of self-sufficient she tried to do everything um on her own as much as possible as much as she possibly could even so much as going out that window, <laughs> mm-hmm. that part, you know, that, that was, um, like, wow, she has the will to live and she is a survivor and she is doing everything she can to make sure that she is not victimized in the situation, but there's only so much she can do, especially with somebody that has this, this kind of disorder. Yes. And I mean, that's kind of the, 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 you know, by proxy, it is actually, a fictitious disorder. They, they intentionally know that there's nothing wrong with the individual and they could function on their own, Mm -hmm. but they are trying to make that person sick so that they need them. Yeah. Now in this case, there's a twist to it. I don't know. We should reveal that twist because you will never guess the twist until it happens. Well, I did. I guess that whole thing, the whole way through, um, the, well, okay. Not one. Not the one that she had to find out through the newspapers. That's okay. what I'm not, saying. Yeah, that's not that the one. one. I'm, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's that, the one I, that I, I was like, oh, now that makes more sense. But I mean, the way they did it, it did make it. Still, it would have made sense with either way that they they did it. So the woman's, the woman who is the abuser, the mother, the child was born, a preemie, like really very very tiny, and it was a very you could see that that child was ill, very ill, but that even knowing red heron. Yeah. Even knowing that that child was that sick and would grow up with all kinds of problems, there was still something immediately off by the way she was treating the kid and the kid was extremely intelligent. Mm-hmm. And so that's what made it disjointed for me. And I thought, how is it possible that this child grew up with so much illness, but is this sharp? Mm. She was building robots and, and you know what I mean? She was actually capable of, of quite a lot more intelligence than an average child, especially a child homeschooled. She was definitely above average, but I've worked with people with disabilities before and and if there's nothing wrong with their cognitive cognitive ability, then that's that's what happens. So in her case it was all physical and the mom was trying to attack her mentally by the end. You know, well, that's what she was yeah. doing. Yeah, but I mean she she was you know I could you could see that she was like well hold up you were too smart you were doing too much so she was getting stuff that would attack her her neurotic abilities her uh her, neur- her neurosis her brain stuff that would have done more damage to her not just physically but yes. mentally and so that she would not be able to think and be as smart as she was and and that was that <laughs> god that that was just so horrifying I mean we are talking yeah. about a horror story here. But kidnapping is the horror in this. Parental violence and this mother-daughter control issue is another horror. So there are layers of horror here, too, that I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. Yeah. It was definitely a very good um, story. They did a good job with it. And like I said, even though you, if you're familiar with this disorder and you see in the preview, because that's kind of why I hadn't watched it yet, because I was like, eh, I don't know what this is going to be about. I'm not sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I still enjoyed it. I really did. I, I was really, you know, I love Sarah Paulson. And mm-hmm. this child had so much desire within herself to survive mm-hmm. um, that I was like, okay, okay, I can see what's happening. And she fought like every step of the way she fought. And mm-hmm. she was really strong, which is, you know, strange enough. 
you could tell by the way they spoke and were behaving with one another in the beginning that she raised her to be very independently thinking. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like, you know, it's one of those situations where she gave her enough freedoms that the girl truly thought, oh, okay, I'm going to go off to college and have my own life and I'm not going to have to worry about all this, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff anymore. But at the same time, like she was really, what's the right word? Like if, like when somebody like, we'll say the movie, the matrix, right. In the matrix movie, people that are in the matrix don't think that they're in the matrix. They think they're having, you know, this normal life, but um, because they can taste, you know, the food and they get the, the rich things and it makes them feel good, you know, all these things, but in all actuality, it's just keeping them more and more in the matrix. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what's happening with her. She has all these freedoms and she thinks she's, you know, capable and able when in actuality, all the freedoms are actually just making her more and more and more under her mother's control. Mm-hmm. Um, with this one, I also want to say that um, I know people are, are talking about inclusivity and diversity and stuff like that and representation mattering. So I wanted to talk about the this being uh, what I thought, since we're talking about her being such a strong character, how I thought that this was a good representation for p- persons with dis- disabilities. So you didn't have her, um, although all these horrors and abuses were happening to her, you did not have a victim. You didn't have someone, she was a victim, but I mean, she was, but she did not stay with the victim mentality. She stayed with the, I'm going to... Uh, outthink this. I'm going to use what I can use, which is my brain, and outsmart her. Um, mm-hmm. And she um, and her strength, what she did have strength in her arms, she was going to use that. You know what I mean? And so yeah. um, I wanted to say that I'm, I would not fall under the disabled persons or a person with disabilities um, umbrella. So I can't say, I mean, if, if you look at this and you are offended by it, I'm sorry, I, I was incorrect. But I think that you will be, you would see this as empowering, I think. But I can't speak for the population. I can only say that I thought that this was a good representation of her strength. And, and that even though she had all of these different ailments that were being imposed on her, and even though she was being abused... She was not letting that get her down. She was not shown as a weakling. Um, and even and even at the moments where she was suffering, I mean, it's not that you got to be strong all the time. Of course, you can have those moments where you're upset or sad and everything. But, I mean, I thought they showed her range and also showed her overcoming, which, which I think would make um, someone with an issue um, proud, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think... I don't remember it was last no it's been a couple episodes ago we talked about you know um writing things that were I think it was us that talked about it on the air (laughs) where we were saying you know like because we're writers and we're authors and and I've been told many times I should write about the crazy things I've experienced in life the abuse that I went through and I thought why like, I don't want anybody to feel the way I felt. But then mm-hmm. somebody made me see, and I might have said this before, that when you tell the stories like that, you're not really telling the stories for people who haven't been through it. You're telling it for the people who have. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Because it is a way for them to go, wow, you know, I, I'm i not alone. I, I am not the only person who felt that way. or I'm not. That is not an unusual thought to have as a result of this. Or, wow, okay, I went through that. I've never had that, you know, thought as a result of experiencing that. But maybe that's going to help me overcome what I've gone through. Because, you know, we all come to realizations about our life. And in these stories, that's what what we're seeing is what this person has done with this challenge. And how they are stronger for it in whatever way. Even if it's just, in this case, I felt at the end, um, and again, this is a big spoiler. But at the end, she is still visiting this woman who is not at all related to her. And she has a family of her own, this girl in the end, and she's reconnected with her, her family that I guess we just have to say this because if people are listening to this, they've already watched the show, (laughs) but yeah, she was basically kidnapped as a child. And the original child you see born was not 
actually did not live. So she was a, she was a baby in the hospital at the same time that this crazy lady took. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and, and to see that at the end, she was still going back to see this lady who made her life basically hell who 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 caught because she was a perfectly healthy child she never had one illness and so now she lived you know with crippling uh, disabilities um because of what this woman did to her but she was still going to see her at the end of the show do you think she was going out of you know i this woman is mainly what i've known all these years and i want to continue to connect with her in some way or do you think she was going out of revenge because she was taking her pills do you think that it was was it genuine um i feel connected to this person still and i want to have some communication or was she just going for the purpose of delivering those pills you know what i mean in revenge i think it's a little of i think it's a little of both and i tell you why yeah. because there's a lot of layers to unpack when you're an abused person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know I and, and that too. there's so much stuff you know that's why someone who and i'm kind of going off topic but not really but someone who's been raped for example even if it's only happened once they've had a great life perfect family never a problem but they were raped and people are like oh my god you suffered this one issue but your life is perfect why can't you get past it because there's layers there's so many layers of 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 things that happen in someone's mind when they experience any kind of traumatic event. This mm-hmm. child experienced what how old was she in, in this like 16 17 years old? Well, she or, was trying to get into college, so I was thinking more 17 18. Yeah, so that that was her whole entire life was knowing what this woman had done and and on one hand you had a mother who literally she grew a garden so that they could have the best of of food to you know eat and and she always prepared amazing meals that was something they always showed was how great the food was and the house was always clean and everything was set up for her you know wheelchair access and for stairs and all these things i mean you know i think um there's a real case of of something like this that the buzz buzzfeednews.com uh reported uh, and the line that they use is true, the, that the mother would have been a great mother for a child who actually was ill. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> if the child was actually seriously sick, she would have been like, the she should have been voted number one mom by everybody. Like, she should have so many number one mom mugs in her house that, you know, half her house is made of these mugs. But... Obviously- I wonder if she would have been the same way, because this is tied into her psychosis, you know, Right. Like, which, which, I mean, even from the beginning, and since I've been doing a lot of uh, screen, uh, a lot of script writing and, and writing pilots and stuff, uh, I had a chance to really pay attention to this opening scene. And I thought it was so powerful. It was so well done. The wringing of the hands in that in that therapy group and mm-hmm. passing the tissue got to Sarah Paulson she's sitting up there on her phone type she she's texting and she's looking up like you know I don't know what's wrong with y'all and that told me right then and there she was going to be psychotic she was not in her right mind because everyone else was reacting one way and she was doing something different and this isn't just you know being a free thinker it just told me that everyone in there was experiencing and and dealing with this thing in the same way and, and so that would be the more normal way I guess that they would be coping with their children growing up and and leaving the nest and so they they were talking it out crying it out and here she was texting and I was like you know what and I knew right then I was like she she's she's not dealing with it because she's not planning for her daughter to leave um but what I didn't know was that she was um she was had done all this you know like right from her being a child which brings me to what you were saying about the condition and since you know about her um her her mental state the the disorder was mm-hmm. she more of the codependent type as in th- it was this codependency that she needed we need to need each other or was she just violent you know was she just i mean the the type of things that she did to her the giving her these pills every day stuff like that even when she locked her in the room knowing that she couldn't get out or, you know, shouldn't have been able to get out. Um, 
was she just this person that was the part of this disorder that she falls under or whatever? Was it the codependency that was the more than psychosis or was it the, the violent part that was in, able to inflict this on another human being? I don't think that, I think Sarah Paulson did a great job because what she said was exactly what these people believe. I'm doing this because I'm helping you and I'm saving you mm. and I'm protecting mm. you. Like that's where they literally see that's every action that they take mm. is what they think is helping you survive. So in her mind, it's literally a disconnection, a complete disconnection from reality because in her mind, keeping this child in a wheelchair and, you know, she was, she was getting all these, you know, acceptance letters for colleges and mm -hmm. she was constantly hiding them from her. Mm -hmm. Um, and so by her doing these things, she wasn't hurting the kid. She was in her head. She was helping her. She was mm -hmm. keeping her safe. She was, you know, keep her where she needs her because if she goes out in the real world, she could get hurt. And that's a, that's a good reason. I mean, that's a good explanation because that explains why the tagline is you can't escape a mother's love. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and again, this doesn't just happen to children. I mean, you know, to with between mothers, um, mm -hmm. it's any caregiver. I mean, it's right. And I think honestly, I think probably if I look at it in a logical perspective, I would imagine anybody who has an abusive personality or masochistic masochistic side that is. Um, I guess my sadistic. sadistic, sadistic, thank you. That's the word. A sadistic uh, side of themselves would actually, and I mean like somebody who's truly like mentally disconnected and sadistic, not just somebody who's into, you know, a little bit of, you know, handcuff play or whatever. Not yeah. consensual BDSM. Yeah. Correct. It. Like somebody who's, who's truly fucked up, <laughs> but mm -hmm. you know, I would imagine that, um, it it wouldn't matter matter if they're male or female, you know. If they found themselves in a position where, okay, here's this elderly, you know, elderly person that nobody's caring for. Well, I can care for them, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, and you know, to be honest, most humans, I'd say probably nine out of ten, or at least eight out of ten, feel good to help other people. It makes you feel good. It makes you whether it's even if it's just helping them across the street, picking up something that they dropped, you mm -hmm. know, saying bless you or whatever it is, anything that you do on a daily basis that you go, you know, that wasn't so bad. I'm glad I helped that person out. Even if it was buying somebody lunch when they didn't have money, we all mm -hmm. like to, to do that. And some people get addicted to that because they have, you know, the inability to, they are at least they feel that they don't have people who look up to them and love them for who they are anyway. Mm-hmm. So then it becomes addictive whenever you look up and this person's so grateful for you and you realize, oh, wow, they wouldn't even never have this ever if I didn't do this, you know, and all that, that love and, and compassion that they're showing towards me and, and, and not compassion, but um, gratefulness, you know, becomes addictive to them and they want, they want more of that. That's what mm -hmm. I would assume is, is part of the situation. Mm -hmm. Um and so they tend to want to, you know, keep that situation going. So maybe the elderly person had the flu and they start getting better. And, and the person's like, you know, they're, they're going to go off and start playing bingo with their friends in the, in the hall. And mm -hmm. I'm not going to see them as often, you know. So then maybe they slip a little sometimes. I'll just keep her in bed for an extra week. And then it's like, uh, you know, maybe just one more day because my day is so stressful and it's just nice to spend time with this person. You know, so mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know that I don't think it's just a easy trip to get into being that kind of person. Like you just don't turn around and you're that person, mm -hmm. um, you know, for this particular, I guess, case would have been. She had an extreme loss. You know? Yes, that, that trauma, you can see where she yeah. went right into that mindset and could not come out. And then, then it becomes, it's like with a lie, right? Remember the little white lies we told our parents when we were kids? You know? <laughs> and the next thing you know, it's like this huge jumble mess and you're like, how am I supposed to remember all this shit? <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> you know, and I think that's what happened. She kidnapped this kid. She realized I can't stay in the same city with this kid. She had to leave. And then she thought, well, how am I going to get people to not pay attention to this kid or to make this? I got to make this kid more subdued. You see what I mean? And then the next thing you know, it's like, oh, my God, you know, I don't want this kid getting out because, you know, someone could find out who she is and then take her away from me. So I got to keep her from getting out. So what can I do? Well, let's let's see if we can keep her from wanting to move around this much, you know, because now she's walking because she's at Mm -hmm. the age where she's walking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so you see how it can easily go into this world of I'm doing something to keep you from getting harm. Though mm-hmm. it is harming you. Right. And um, this goes to the representation I was talking about before, too. And when you said earlier that you found it sad. And yeah, it, it, is, it is very sad at times. Um, but I want to say that I enjoyed the fact that she was her own hero. Um, mm-hmm. You know, someone did try to step in and help her. And it, it didn't work out too well for him. <laughs> no. But... Um, you know, right to the end, she kept trying to figure out how to outsmart this lady. And she was, um, you know, um, you know, showing still even more so at her own capability and not her just because she couldn't do some things didn't mean she couldn't do other things extremely well. And I was thinking about other movies that have done this that I thought that did it really well. Don't breathe was one now i know he's the villain but he's 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 a a blind guy and he (laughs) i've been waiting for don't breathe too there is another one coming out but i just absolutely love don't breathe from the moment i saw the trailer i was like oh this is a concept i wish i had thought of because i loved it and when i saw the movie i wasn't disappointed i've seen the movie three times uh Mm. but i liked that this blind man was kicking kicking some motherfucking ass you know uh, he, he is the villain. Okay, I'm sorry, but they shouldn't have broke into his house. Okay. <laughs> um, and then also a quiet place. You have a deaf girl on there and she finds a way to save the day. I mean, sacrifices were made on her behalf along the way, but she still finds a way to, to use her brain to think through, how can I beat this? What can I do? How can I beat the monsters that are out there? And, um, and, and uh, also... Um, and this is, this, this guy, this is just another, um, this, this representation does not fall in the realm of what I was just saying. I just thought about, uh, okay. So full stop on what I was talking about before and then going, (laughs) (laughs) going into another, uh, guy who was in a wheelchair, a guy who was wheelchair bound in a movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. Do you remember that? Yeah, <laughs> it didn't work out too well for him at all, and that's okay too. Um, you know, you don't have to be the hero of every movie. Um, uh, I, I like that that movie in horror was uh, was bold in harming everybody, including the guy in the wheelchair. You know, you 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 were, you know, like oh, surely they're gonna save him, but nope. And that kind of lets you know what kind of movie you're in. Like he's going to get it too. Yeah. Yeah, He's going to get it too. (laughs) Well, you know, and I don't, I don't often necessarily feel sorry for people with disabilities, not because I think anything negative. I just feel like they don't want me to feel sorry for them. You know, they -hmm. want me to look at them and go, okay, you are a tough person and you are really, pushing your yourself so you can be a survivor and you're here in the world making it happen. And that's awesome. You know, I applaud it and I don't, I've just never been one to feel, you know, the ones I feel really bad for would be the ones that I see controlling their wheelchairs with their mouths because they're fully paralyzed. That's like, and still, I mean, you see people like Stephen Hawking's when mm-hmm. he was alive. Brilliant I mean, guy. Yeah. Brilliant. Amazingly mm-hmm. brilliant. Mm-hmm. And never was able once to move his body. And it was just like it I think all these things are, are a testament to anyone, you know, when you sit there and you wonder why are we on this planet with these idiotic dumb people and why do I have to stress if you're stressing out about your life, you're stressing about your situations, you know, they're all choices. 
you know, you have to sometimes and I, I'm only saying this because I've experienced it. Even sometimes the bad choices are still a choice. And that's this girl makes that choice even when she's in a, a situation where she realizes the only thing she can do is remove herself. And, um, and I don't mean you have to, you know, think suicidal thoughts at all. But mm-hmm. this girl was like, that's the only move she had. And she it was a gamble. And she actually ended up winning from that gamble because just like she knew she was vital to this woman's life. She knew that woman would do everything in her power to keep her from dying. So she drank something to, to take herself out of the picture because she was literally unable to escape this lady. And so she, she changed the circumstances and, and, and was in the hospital when she woke up and that almost didn't work out, but it did work out. Mm-hmm. And um, that was because she wrote a note because she was able to right. use what she could, which was her fingers. You know, like she can't move much else, but she could use her fingers at that time to use that crayon to make that note. That's so, right. yeah, every step of the way, she kept thinking through and using what she could use instead of waiting for somebody to come and, and pushing help. herself, I think, beyond what she thought she would ever be capable of handling. And mm-hmm. I think when you look at all of the movies and stories, real life as well as fictional, when you see somebody in an impossible situation, you know, when I was younger, I would just be like, oh, my God, why why are they even fighting still? It just seems like so hard. It's such a bad, such an uphill climb, such a bad situation. But because in the end, the reward is always worth the effort. Mm. You, know? you know, I was disappointed by one thing. What's that? <laughs> and... um and it, I would have been disappointed if they'd have done it because it wouldn't have made any sense. There's no way her legs would have moved at that time. But because the title was called Run, I was like, I know. This is before she started wiggling her toes. I was like, oh, she can probably. As soon as I found out those pills were ma- uh, muscle relaxants, I was like, oh, my goodness. She's been keeping her from being able to use her legs. So mm-hmm. as soon as she stops taking those pills, she's going to start feeling. Uh, she's going to start little by little start feeling in her legs again and she's going to start being able to move them so sure enough she started wiggling her toes and stuff like that but um you know danny was watching with me he said there's no way that her legs have been immobile all this time that she's going to be able to start running so i know that you know that that would have made absolutely no sense it couldn't have happened i still wanted to see i wanted run force run i wanted that moment where she was going to get up and break out and run (laughs) Because the damn title. Well, she did. She did. She threw herself down a fly of stairs and got in a wheelchair. She did. I mean, she was doing her thing now. Don't get me wrong. I'm just talking about the literal running part. Sure. You know, one of my favorite pastimes, uh, I haven't done it in a while, but we've done it at our house with the family, is we'll go on YouTube and watch these videos called Run. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Okay, somebody listening, I know you know what I'm talking about. And Chantel, go look it up. <laughs> you okay, get a moment. But there, there's it's they're run videos, and it's this. Um, they're funny. So it's it's somebody who's dressed in like Middle Eastern. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody by saying the wrong name of what he's wearing. But it's with everything that. Um, what somebody here in the U.S. would think of as a typical terrorist look, okay? Okay. So he has the the the, is it a hijab uh, or is that mm-hmm. just women? Okay, the hijab no, yeah. and the full robe and everything. Okay, and mm-hmm. please, y'all, I'm sorry if I don't have the right term. I'm trying to just explain what he's wearing, okay? And so he he looks like what the t- the stereotypical terrorist would look like here, and he's carrying a backpack. Like he has explosives. So you you put in your mind. This, I think this started happening after 9-11 is when they started doing these videos. Mm-hmm. And so he would be walking around with his backpack that looks like he has explosives in it. And he'll just come up next to somebody and he'll throw the, throw the bag down and take off. And so oh. he'll throw the bag oh down God. right next to him. It's, it's a run prank. He throw the bag down, oh, wow. and and the uh, the music is going. They'll go run, and then he'll take off, and you just follow how these people they take off in a sprint every time. Oh wow! For their lives. Oh wow! <laughs> Everybody listening to this, go on YouTube and look for those videos. They are hilarious. That is too funny. I I think I would do that if somebody threw a jar of 
like even if it was just plastic black spiders on the ground and it burst i'd probably take the fuck off myself <laughs> right like, i wouldn't need no backpacker i'd just be like why is this like but you know i don't know honestly i think that sort of situation is a is such a knee-jerk reaction i don't think the people are thinking of <laughs> any of what he's wearing or anything like that they yeah, might just they simply just I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't. I'd just be like, it's, it's in the contract. Somebody, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I would. It's, I would just run out of like fear. Like, what is happening? You know, yeah. I'd be so confused. It's in the context of him wearing wearing what you know people look at as terrorist clothes. Even I though, get it. Yeah. No, yeah. I get it. And he come throw that that. Back. Well, I'm just saying. I don't think I'd be smart enough in that moment. <laughs> That's what was happening. I would just be like, everybody's running. I gotta run. Fuck, I hate running. I'm fat, you know. I have ruined this episode for me because now I can't stop laughing. Oh, girl, laughing is a good thing. I'm just seeing this run. And then they take off. Run. And everybody just hauls ass in every direction they can. Well, if anybody wants to do a goth version of that, just get a bunch of pickle jars. Take the the uh, outside labels off and just put some plastic black spiders and just like <laughs> toss that shit on the ground and scream run. People would be like, ah! I mean, trust me, that would make some motherfucker run into a freaking wall. Like, <laughs> realize where you're running. Ah, this is it. This is on me. You know? <laughs> now we got to start our own run. <laughs> Next Halloween, we'll just buy all the plastic spiders. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Oh, that one that one just kills me. And I have watched hours and hours and hours of it. If you need to pick me up, if you just need a laugh, that might do it. That's hilarious. So back to this movie then, because um, when I the name Run... <laughs> is, yeah. I was expecting her to get those legs up and run. I'm sure, yeah. I was not. I knew that that was probably not going to be a possibility. <laughs> and it, um, it wouldn't have been. It so, yeah, been. I took it in the definition of, like, to flee and get, and actually, you know, you know, somehow or another get away from something. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily in the actual literal sense. But I was disappointed and irritated by her reactions. I understood them. Mm-hmm. I understood she was sheltered. I understood that, you know, this was somebody her whole entire life she thought and believed everything she told her. But once she realized that these pills were what they were, I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, enough with the shocked. (laughs) And, you know, like enough with that. Like, you need to be like, okay, like, I need to find somebody to get me out of this situation. I need to find something to to stick in my mother's neck so she bleeds to death. You know, like, mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. needed to be a little bit more proactive to me instead of just, I mean, I got what she did, and she did a great, you know, they did a great, they, they did a great job in that part of the story. But I was just like, mm-hmm. why is she still acting like, oh, my God? You know, I get it. I, That's I, a good point. That's a good point. Like, at some point, you should have went in there and got a knife out, you know, as as a as a weapon. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's so many things she could have done because she was always in that home by herself, you know. And then this this, you know, if she thinks about what she's done to her her entire life, gets shocked about that. She did. She was really shocked about that. But after that, it's like, okay, she will kill me if I don't comply. Like it's obvious she's crippled me and I was perfectly healthy child so you know at that point stop trying to you know I I, you know and I guess that was kind of what at the end when she was taking her these pills and making her take these pills I, I guess you know maybe that's her way of making sure this woman would never be able to come back after her I don't know yeah well you know what now now that I think about it she it wasn't until she had locked her in the basement that she got the whole story. That was the, that was when she was going through the photo albums and everything. And at that point, we're near the end of the movie, and she didn't have anywhere to go but into that other room. 
And the only yeah. The, um, so she didn't. She didn't. I guess have enough time to actually get a knife or anything. I just would have thought that she would have taken instead of drinking something, found some acid in there and thrown on that bitch when she came up in that room. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I envisioned maybe she would get into a struggle with her and use whatever that shit was in the syringe that she filled it up with mm-hmm. on her mother. Yeah, but I guess in her in her situation, she knew that. She couldn't afford to lose. Like, if, if she'd have gotten into a struggle with her and lost, that would have been it. This woman had this syringe, and 100%. she was coming for her. And and she, at this point, is intending to deal with her mind. She's going to make sure she ain't smart enough to figure this out anymore. And she's probably going to make her a vegetable with all that stuff she's uh, putting in, in her... Um, Oh, no. injecting, injecting her so I was thinking she probably was like no I just need she looked at that bottle and she said call 911 immediately she knew that her mom was going to have to do that her fake mom was going to mm-hmm. have to do that and so I think she was just thinking in the the, the the amount of time she had she had to make sure she only, she only had one shot at it and it better be the best shot like any of these yeah. other things if she did if she couldn't if 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 her mom overtook her, overpowered her, she would never have a chance to escape ever. Yeah, I think you're right. And so she made the best choice she could, which is a very you know smart way to to react to it. Where you know I think that was the thing with this particular story. This girl was very intelligent, uh-huh. and that was always what they kept going back to was that she could see things. In a much, much more analytical way mm-hmm. than most people could, which yeah. is why I was so disconnected. I thought, you know, if, you know, that's why I didn't really think that the baby that we saw in the beginning was the same person because I mm-hmm. thought it was still shocking, you know, like when I saw the twist that she was kidnapped. But mm-hmm. I was like, there's no way that she could be this intelligent and been born so tiny. And you know, she got. She had all kinds of, you know, um, she would have had to have, that child would have had to have had uh, some sort of well, physical I mean, damage, mental, like in her actual physical brain. But I mean, um, you mentioned Steve Hawkins. That. I mean, it's the same thing. He was still very, very intelligent, even after everything he had to deal with physically. Well, I don't remember what made him become that way. That's what I can't recall. I think it happened after he was... He was was it cerebral palsy that he had? Yeah, I think so. So it was okay, after so he's born was with that. Yeah, but I don't think he was like that his whole life. I have to look it up, but I thought cere- cerebral palsy you were born with. Maybe, but I, I just I, don't. I'm not sure. I'm not even sure that it was cerebral palsy, so I can't be sure. Maybe that'll that'll be a question that I pose in the group. Or, or something. I'm trying to come up with stuff from our podcast episodes to get people talking in the group. They're not really talking, but I try anyway. <laughs> well, they like to talk as long as the memes involve some sexual yeah, activities. Yeah. And by <laughs> all means, keep posting memes. But when I when I did that uh, survey, people, um, you know, more people said that they wanted to have discussions. So I was like, okay, I'll start posting stuff about discussions. Definitely keep the memes up because that keeps the people laughing and you know it's a, a, oh, yeah. a, a fun and escape. I have and everything. to do say, I don't know who put up uh, Pancaki. That shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see the video I posted earlier with um, with Freddy Krueger doing the body? Yes, yaddy, that yaddy, was yaddy, yaddy. so funny. <laughs> That was too cute. My friend oh my Jace God. tagged me in that yesterday, and man, I played that thing over and over and over again. I was just in here laughing, like, oh <laughs> my goodness. Yeah, I mean, when he turned around and they all, and they all took off running, <laughs> man, it was cute. That was cute. We've yeah. had some good memes on there. Yeah, we have. Yeah. We have. we really have. I enjoy our Facebook group. I try to get on there as much as possible, but. You know, right now it's the holiday season, and even though for my particular business it is pretty slow, considering mm-hmm. um, it's still busy enough that I'm not, you know, able to sit down and and do as much socializing on the internet, on the interwebs as I'd like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, girl, it's just been crazy. But I really did enjoy the show. I'm glad you recommended to watch it. It was good. Absolutely, absolutely. By the way, have you seen Freaky? No. Okay, maybe we could talk about that next. Okay. Um, you got a, Freaky is a new release. 
Um, but uh, yeah, this is one that I was like, you know what? We we don't have to do a long episode, but or we don't have to add a bunch of other stuff. There's enough in here to actually talk about. And and maybe we should do this more often where we just take one movie and analyze it and break it down rather than having 20. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. They get, well, I think that's always fun. Grab or snatch. Or, no, I said it wrong. Smash or grab. <laughs> oh, smash and grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Those we play are always our game. Fun. Like, especially if it's some stuff that we know wasn't very, very film-worthy. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this one, this one, and what what one did we do last week? Oh, uh, uh, a teacher. Yeah, they were good for discussion. I think because yeah, they bring up a lot of other issues. There are, you know, yeah, there are, you know, I think one of the things I want to say as a as a creator and as a person who's lived through a lot of things. Um, not everything, but a lot of things. And I, I would like to, to remind people there is a lot of help out there for situations, for stressors, for things that are bothering you. And it doesn't always have to fall under a specific way of help. And I say this probably as many times as I can. There's so many people out there willing to help you if you feel, you know, um, besides just therapists and psychologists, you have your churches. You have um, your elders, you know, people in your family, people that are older, hopefully knock on wood that, you know, you still have them with you through all this horrible pandemic. Um, But people have lived a lot of things and have learned to deal with a lot of things. And I think our world has become so fixated on the concept of a quick fix. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And some things just aren't going to be a quick fix and like this show particularly you know there would have been no quick fix for the situation um the last thing uh the last time we talked uh to we, we were not just talking about the the age difference and and things like that we also talked about um oh gosh what was it called um pedophilia and and that's another condition that it has zero treatments so you know there's things out there that a person can do to help themselves uh, become cause over their the situations in their lives that they don't feel like they're caused like for me mine would be my weight and you know there are so many you know choices that you can make and just by educating yourself sometimes is enough to get you out of a mindset so you know look around find things to read you know try alternative things if the mainstream things don't work and you feel so lost that you're like well i don't want to just live a life half numb because of all these pills i take there's a mm-hmm. lot of things out there guys and sometimes it's just talking on a podcast with somebody and <laughs> being stupid and you know keeping the stress level down in your life and i i am honestly grateful i should have said this uh, a few episodes ago closer to Thanksgiving that we've had our time together this year on this podcast because girl this year has been crazy yeah yeah you know and just being able to come on here and talk to each other I was thinking the other day and we may have to do a quick recap of the end of the year like we like to do but god remember those first few episodes we did when this shit hit I mean yeah yeah, I was like, I need to re-listen to those because I know I was in like shell shock. Like, what <laughs> is happening? Or like, need, what is going on? I need to replace one of those because I had I I had to delete uh, one of our earlier ones, and so there's a gap there in terms of numbers. But we had gone so far off the numbers that I didn't want to renumber them because you know, like when I refer back to an episode, I say episode nine, guest, whatever, sure. yeah. and so I didn't want to have to renumber everything. But um, um, I also wanted to mention, uh, go back to something you said earlier about um, uh, doing things in favor of someone that has a disability. You know, like you, you just, they just want to be treated like anybody else, like people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wanted to, to mention, I think that's what they call ableism now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a, a term that I've been hearing about the last couple of, the last few years. It wasn't anything that I, I heard being defined before mm-hmm. but um i did think that there was a, a part that i thought it was interesting the part in the movie where um she was in the 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 uh the drugstore mm-hmm. 
And um, when she went in line and she was like, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And she went all the way up to the front of the line. That was one mm-hmm. time where she, <laughs> she basically was like, I need to skip the line because this is important. Well, she actually literally hurry. said, girl in a wheelchair, feel sorry for me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. She gave, she gave them permission to feel sorry for her that one time. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. And so, you know what? Here's the thing. People that are disabled, if they need your help, they will tell you. I have a right. friend. Many right. people in, in here in Houston know this amazing gentleman. His name is Merlin. And this is a man who has had a disability his whole life. And he has had his feet surgically worked on many times. Many doctors have told him, Merlin, you can't keep walking on your feet. You're going to lose them all. You're going to end up in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. I have never seen somebody who's defied the odds more. He walks <laughs> all over the Montrose. And I, I mean, like, from one side of it to the next. And he is fast. And he gets going when he needs to go. And, of course, anytime I see him, I pull over. I'm like, get in my car. I'm taking you home. Because like, <laughs> I'm and, like, it is 100 degrees out here. And let me also say on the on the... The subject of terms, ableism, like I said, is something that I've been hearing about the last few years. And I tried to adapt when I hear something that is is being called something. I tried to adapt to whatever people, um, I, I know some people saying, oh, fuck this PC culture. No, I'm down with the PC culture. Uh, if someone is representative of a group and something offends them, like I don't say the retarded word normally, you know, I'm using this as an example, but I don't call people retarded or anything like that because that is a word that when my mom was growing up when she started working as a special ed teacher that's the word that they used but then they stopped and then they started saying handicapped and then they stopped and then they started saying uh disabled people and then they stopped and started saying persons with disabilities now i i stayed back there with the persons with disability people with disabilities and so i brought that up to say Y'all, I don't know what the, the, the terminology is being used now. So if I hope I'm not offending you by saying persons with disabilities. That's where I learned it. And if I'm wrong, then correct me and let me know what the, the current techno- uh, terminology is because I will adapt. I think that's the least I could do. If, there's, if you are a representative of the group and you feel like these are certain terminologies that you want used to describe you, I don't, it doesn't hurt anything for me to make that adjustment and to, to describe you or to refer to you in the way that makes you comfortable and pleases you. That, I think that's something very easy to do, and I'm happy to do it. So I hope I'm using the correct terminology, but if it's changed, I'm sorry. Correct me, and I will make the adjustments. And that was the point of everything I was saying, too, is people who have these situations usually don't have any trouble letting you know when they need help or when they feel like you need to, you know, even Let like them said, be independent. Yeah, that's right. They, it's just how it is. And I applaud that because with anybody else who has any other challenges from sexual orientation to gender orientation or identity mm-hmm. to um, even, um, you know, prejudices that people face from mm-hmm. racial prejudice to uh, sexual prejudice, out of all the people who are going through different things, the people who speak up the most are the people who are the, you know, have disabilities because, you know, I think they learn pretty quickly in life. If you don't say something, the other person never will, because it is one of those situations where people will get uncomfortable. They don't know what to say. You know, they don't know what to do. And the ones who do say stuff are usually rude and they're going to say rude shit to anyone anyway, no matter Mm -hmm. what's going on. Right, and so right. they, they out of all the people I know, are some of the strongest people and who have no problem just letting you know. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I applaud that in that because a lot of times, you know, even me as a female, if I feel offended as a female, certain situations I won't say things. <clears throat> certain situations I will. Mm-hmm. And then it's not consistent across the board. And it should be. You know, it really should be. But... um that's just how it is, you know, for me, but people like that, I don't, I, I've never observed anybody who lives with a disability or any kind of, you know, uh, physical ailments like that, who weren't afraid to let you know, you know, I'm not going to break, you know, or I can do this on my own or, Hey, do you mind helping me? You know, they, they will communicate. <laughs> I, right, that's awesome. Right. You know? Well, thank you so much. This is great. I still got to splice these two parts together. So, 
Well, um, good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, no, not to not to fool with that app again. Uh, in terms uh, of recording, just come on straight here and just keep it. This is why we moved over here to begin with. So sure. thank you all for turning in, and we'll talk about something more exciting. Uh, this was exciting. We'll talk about something else exciting. That's the word I wanted to use next week. Yes, and I hope everybody's having a great holiday week and uh, enjoy each other's company, whichever way you choose to do so. Absolutely. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe. And join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you you next week for Sex and Horror. Horror.